are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janon, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they all got started in the game, and of course, where they are now. So, what is happening, everybody? As always, I'm so happy to be here today. It's a beautiful day. Uh, September's almost over, and October is almost upon us. And in terms of combat sports, you already know what that means. That means the next UFC pay-per-view card is almost here. It's um, supposed to happen on October 5th between Robert Whitaker, the current middleweight champion at the UFC, and the interim middleweight champion of the UFC, Israel Adesanya. And uh, from what I heard, this is supposed to be the biggest sports event and the most attended mixed martial arts event ever. Uh, that, uh, Like in the history of whole sports in Australia and New Zealand. And this is really important because both of these guys are from that area. I think Robert Whitaker is from Australia and Israel Adesanya is from New Zealand. So everything's going to be great and um, it's going to be one great fight card to watch. So I'm already looking forward to that fight card and you already know it. We're going to be breaking it down, I think, next week on our show. Yes, because I think this is our last week of September. So next week we will be exclusively breaking down that fight between Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker and many, many fights to come for that whole main card of UFC in Australia. All right, so that's what we have lined up for next week. But because I was just so excited about that whole fight card, I wanted to bring it up in case you gotta, uh, you want to mark it down in your calendar or whatever you want to do to just put a reminder for yourself that this is what is coming up next week and make sure you tune in to our episode next week. All right, so that's that. Um, in terms of boxing, yeah, we already know that a lot of the important fights are happening in the next couple of months or at least in the winter. I think Tyson Fury, the heavyweight lineal uh, champion of the world, uh, will be fighting once again in February. And we already know Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz Jr. will be fighting for the WBA, WBO, IBF, and IBO heavyweight championship of the world in Saudi Arabia in December. So that's happening for sure. We now know it. And um, Deontay Wilder should be fighting sometime in the new year. So that's everything that's coming up in terms of heavyweight boxing. But when it comes to lighter weight divisions in boxing, things are pretty interesting too. Um, I think in the, I think I'm not exactly sure if it's this weekend or the weekend after, but Sean Porter will be fighting off against Errol Spence Jr. Okay, so this is really exciting because... If you guys catch up with your boxing, you already know these guys essentially, um, you know, grew up together. They started their amateur career together. They've been competing left and right in every um, um, a sector, you could say, in amateur boxing. And now here we are in professional boxing for the for the championship of the world. Okay, so they will be fighting very soon. And that's going to be really exciting. You already know it's going to be filled up with great techniques and uh, boxing skills by both of these guys. So that's 
another thing that I can definitely look forward to in terms of boxing. And speaking of boxing, I know this has been announced uh, a while ago, and I've been wanting to bring it up today on the show, okay? Because every time I want to talk about it, something else comes up or some uh, like some important fight happens and I have to break it down. And, you know, for whatever reason, we've never really had time to talk about this major boxing news and uh, fight announcement. But today, I think it's finally the day to to break it out to all of you guys. And I'm sure by, by now, if you are a boxing fan, you've already heard about this and are already freaking out about this fight announcement. But in case you haven't, well, we're going to be definitely talking about it today on TKO. And you will find out what, what I'm going to be talking about and what I mean by that in a matter of few minutes. Okay. So that's all the boxing that we have coming up for today. Um, now let's talk about mixed martial arts because that's our area of expertise. You guys already watched UFC Fight Night in Mexico City. Uh, that was fun, man. I watched it. Um, although I did doze off for the for the main event of the evening. And uh, when I woke up, I realized that I hadn't really missed a lot. And by that, I will talk to you guys about that, about the controversy that was caused in the main event and the main event fight between Yair Rodriguez and Steven, um, excuse me, Jeremy Stevens. So something happened in that fight, um, didn't really quite go either guy's way, and we're going to be talking about what we mean by that. So yeah, we're going to be reminiscing a little bit about that fight bout, and um, overall, I should say the whole fight card in Mexico City was pretty fun. Really enjoyed the ladies that fought on the main card, uh, it was it was phenomenal, and um uh, you know, it was a great display of uh, skill, technicality, and uh, it honestly, like every time I watch a brand new fight night, uh, it, it just reminds me of how much our sport has grown and how much it's evolved ever since say like five years ago it's definitely evolved so much and you see young and up-and-coming talents just getting better and better in each fight and people that you haven't really heard of just rising to the top and this past weekend with that whole fight card in Mexico City it was definitely a display of that and uh, shout out to everybody who fought on that fight card it was honestly great and um, I, I was watching it I was super entertained and uh, it was honestly I, ha I had a great time it was entertaining and um I loved it. It was honestly great. So, uh, yeah, that happened over this past weekend. And, uh, of course, as we usually do, we have to break down at least one fight fight bout uh, on the show. So this week we're going to be breaking down the fight that is happening this upcoming Saturday. Okay, it's um, actually happening in Copenhagen and Denmark because Denmark's very own Jack Hermanson will be fighting off against Jared Cannonier for the main event of the evening of UFC in Denmark. So that's going to be really, really exciting. And speaking of young and up-and-coming talent, Jack Hermanson is one of those guys for sure. I mean, he hasn't... I think this, this will be like his third or fourth fight in the UFC so he's pretty new to the UFC himself but in terms of his skills and uh, the amount of danger that he he brings into the octagon every time he fights in the UFC is just unbelievable so yeah Jack Hermanson will be fighting off and um, his opponent is no uh, is no one to be underestimated or messed with because he's fighting off against Jared Cannonier. And this one is going to be a good one, fellas. So, yes, we are going to be breaking down this fight as well today on the show. So now, I think we finally can move on to everything that we have lined up for today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Okay. 
So first things first, let's talk about boxing, y'all. So the fight announcement that I've been wanting to bring up on the show for the longest time, for the past two weeks, ever since it was first announced, is final here. I can actually talk about it. Thank God. So you guys already know, Canelo Alvarez is back in the fighting scene. And guess who will be fighting this time? Like we predicted many months ago when Canelo was fighting one of his opponents who he absolutely demolished. We actually did predict this potential fight for him. But I wasn't really expecting it to be happening because it was just so... Like it wasn't impossible, but it, it, it just wasn't within reach. Especially because this fight that I'm going to be talking about right now... It's not a fight that's happening in Canelo's usual weight division at middleweight at around 160 pounds. It's actually happening much higher, two weight divisions higher than what he usually fights at, at light heavyweight. So just by saying light heavyweight, you should probably, um, you know, uh, think of all the top contenders that are in the light heavyweight division in boxing right now, guys like... Sergey Kovalev and I know he already retired but there's been talks of him coming back into the fight scene um, former champion um, Andre Ward who actually did fight Sergey Kovalev so these are the big names that come to mind when you ever bring up light heavyweight division in boxing and like I said we already predicted this like a few months back but it's actually happening and I was really shocked when I when I heard the news be official because yes Canelo Alvarez will be officially fighting Sergey Kovalev in the light heavyweight division for um I believe Sergey Kovalev um, has one of the belts in the in the in the weight division. So Canelo Alvarez is so ambitious that he that he wants to move up two whole weight divisions to fight Sergey Kovalev at light heavyweight. Now I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with uh, Canelo Alvarez as a fighter and um, how he originally started in professional boxing. Because if you do remember a few years back in around like 2013. You you probably remember Canelo rising to fame when he first fought Floyd Money Mayweather. And we all know that Floyd Money Mayweather ain't no light heavyweight or middleweight. He actually fights at welterweight, which is 147 pounds. So this is the original weight division that Canelo Alvarez originally started from, 147 pounds. And how many years has it been? It's been about six years and he's already moved up so many weight divisions. So just do the calculation for yourself from 147 pounds to now he's supposed to be fighting at around uh, 170, 175 pounds. Now that's a lot of weight gain. And if you do compare Canelo's physique from back in the day in like 2013 when he fought Mayweather... And when you compare his physique to right now, it's changed so much, obviously, to, to move up those weight divisions. He can't just put on fat and uh, fight in those weight divisions, especially if he wants to excel in those weight divisions and completely dominate over his opponents. He needs to put on muscle, of course. That's the obvious. And that's exactly what he's been doing for the past six years. So it makes me wonder... By what means would Canelo Alvarez actually make this um, uh, this uh, moving up weight divisions to light heavyweight? 
because for the past like two three years he's been already fighting at middleweight at like 160 pounds 163 165 pounds and that was that was good i thought that was the limit for him and um, you know also considering canelo's height the, the, the heavier he gets, the bulkier he gets physically, and um, he just looks really muscular. And actually, if you if you see him down the street, walking down the street, you wouldn't really guess that he's a boxer. Because when you think of a... Okay, how do I put this? Like, when you think of a successful boxer and what sort of um, advantages you need to have physically in, in order to be a good boxer, you would think... Um, you wouldn't be too, too muscular, super muscular. You it, w- it would be nice to be a bit slim because you want to be able to throw a great volume of strikes for a long period of time. It would definitely help to have long limbs, long arms. And um, when I say slim... You've probably uh, slimmed down to that weight division that you usually fight at through doing a lot of cardio, a lot of running, and doing a lot of endurance training because you need endurance to be able to fight for for a full 12, 12 rounds in boxing. And now back to Canelo. If you look at Canelo walking down the street, he does not look, look like a boxer. He actually looks like a wrestler because that's how bulky he looks. If, if you put on that much muscle, it will be really helpful if you're a grappler or... If you are like a football player, depending on the position that you play, because that will help you a lot to deliver a lot of power, okay, and um, to, to, to uh, you know, be successful in your sport event in that way. But uh, Canelo definitely isn't uh, slimmed down like I was saying before. And instead, he's decided to put on so much muscle and get so bulky. And uh, when I say this, I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but this is, it's not that this has been... Uh, like unsuccessful and unadvantages for Canelo Alvarez because it definitely helped him a lot when you think of Canelo Alvarez and the style of fighting that he usually delivers in his fights he's usually thought of as a power puncher especially when it comes to delivering power shots to the body so I believe his motto for fighting is you kill the body and then the head will just go by itself because you exhaust your opponent so much by delivering so many powerful body shots that your opponent is trying to now protect their body so they wouldn't be able to protect and defend their head anymore so now i can just easily attack their head so yeah (laughs) canelo alvarez is so muscular now and uh when i heard that he's going to be moving out two whole weight divisions to fight at light heavyweight now i wonder how muscular he will be when he's uh fighting off against um circuit kovalev and uh circuit kovalev by himself man let's talk a little bit about him as well because he 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 deserves so much respect in in the boxing game and i'm not sure if you guys have heard this before and i again i don't want this to come out the wrong way because this might actually sound a bit harsh but it is the truth i'm not sure if if you guys know but sergey kovalev when he was fighting one of his opponents back in the day he killed his opponent so he was boxing his opponent so so um dominantly that when his opponent, like when the fight ended, his opponent was taken to the hospital and unfortunately he passed away. So yeah, Sergey Kovalev has, um, I hate to say this because he's not a murderer or anything. It's just, um, it's just the nature of the game and it's just the nature of the sport and things do happen sometimes. And it's really, really unfortunate 
But this is this is one of those cases, and Sergey Kovalev has been in one of those situations. And so, because of this fact, a lot of people have been dodging away from Sergey Kovalev as an opponent, and um, not a lot of people actually want to fight him. But a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but some brave and courageous people have actually come forward and fought Sergey Kovalev. People like Andre Ward, who I just um, briefly mentioned a few minutes, few minutes ago, who um, who was a champion for a few uh, belts at that light heavyweight division, and then he fought Sergey Kovalev to to potentially unify his belts at light heavyweight. So Andre Ward is one of those uh, courageous guys who stepped forward and fought Sergey Kovalev actually twice in his professional career before he um, essentially peaced out and um, retired from boxing as of now. Uh, but yeah, it, it's been things have been a bit tough for Sergey Kovalev. And uh, like I said, not a lot of people have been um, courageous enough and uh, bold enough to step forward and say, yes, I actually like, oh, Sergey Kovalev. Wow, that's a great fight. That's an easy fight. Definitely not. Because we've seen what ha- what's happened in the past and um, there's no guarantee that it's not going to happen right now. Right? So that's how dangerous of a boxer Sergey Kovalev is, of course. And when I say all these things, it just hypes me up even more because... On one hand, we have Canelo Alvarez, this ambitious guy who's on the rise to become a legend, a Hall of Famer. Ever since Floyd Mayweather stepped out of the boxing scene, I feel like it's been Canelo Alvarez who's been making so much fame for himself and um, has been trying so hard to become a superstar in, in boxing. And I feel like he's actually been successful. And this is just one of those steps that he needs to take to, to you know, get closer to that legend status. So, like I said, on one hand, you have someone like Canelo Alvarez, who's so young and ambitious and hungry for that other um, uh, championship belt in another weight division. And on on another hand, you have Sergey Kovalev, who I just talked about, about how dangerous he is as a boxer, as a fighter. And the fact that he has that fighting and boxing mentality, and it will just come forward with his nasty shots and uh, things are always really interesting when Sergey Kovalev does get to fight in the boxing ring. So yes, everybody, this fight is happening and it's not happening uh, anytime in the future, like not too far in the future. That's what I meant to say. It's actually happening in November. And just guess what date in November is happening. It's happening on November 2nd. And if you are a major combat sports fan, you already know another event that's happening on the same night. Okay, and that is the UFC pay-per-view card that is supposed to be headlined by the great bouts between Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz for the BMF belt. So all of these things are happening on the same night, man. And man, I honestly cannot wait until November 2nd because I really do want to watch this Canelo and Sergey Kovalev fight. But at the same time... Like, I really, really want to see what what goes down between Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz as well. So, November 2nd, if you haven't marked it down in your calendar, you should, fam. Like, it's that serious. If you don't watch fights at all and you just want to start watching fights, this is the night. And you, you don't only have to watch boxing. You can watch boxing and MMA at the same time. And I, I've already talked about this on the show, like, previously, when we do have, like, multiple fight cards happening at the same time simultaneously. Simultaneously, you honestly do have to pull up some multiple screens, multiple devices to watch all the fights at the same time. And it's like, 
man, the the combat sports gods have blessed us so much, and um, it's honestly great. Oh, yeah. So personally, I'm sure you can tell, uh, I, although you can't really see my face right now, but just from the tone of my voice, I hope you can tell how hyped I am for both of these fights happening on November 2nd. Yeah. Okay. So now that I got that out of the way, I feel so much better because, yeah, I, I've been wanting to talk about that Circuit Kovalev and Canelo fight for the longest time. I just wanted to at least just bring it up on the show in case you guys were wondering, why doesn't Jonan talk about this? It's like one of the most important fights in the year. Well, here you go. There you go. All right. So now let's move on, y'all. Uh, let's briefly talk about what happened over this past weekend in New uh, New Mexico. No, not me. <laughs> excuse me. In Mexico City, UFC Fight Night in Mexico City. The uh, and the main event that was between Yaya Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens. So everybody, I'm sure, tuned in into this uh, fight card to watch, well, mainly to, to watch the Yaya Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens fight. It was so great to uh, to just at least anticipate what was going to happen between Jeremy Stevens and Yaya Rodriguez, especially considering the fact that Jeremy Stevens had flew had flown down all the way to Mexico City six weeks prior to fight night just to adapt to the high altitude in Mexico City and to um, train properly so that his body is well adapted to the high high altitude and um, he's able to uh, you know, uh, just uh, be able to utilize the amount of oxygen that is available up there. So, uh, yeah, that's what he did. And that's how hard he was training two months prior to the fight in Mexico City. And Yaya Rodriguez, too, like I said in our in our uh, previous episode, he is a black belt in Taekwondo. He fought in the Ultimate Fighter, the show. He won the show. And um, he was a very dangerous guy for the longest time in the UFC. And like every other fighter, he he himself has had his own ups and downs. And it's totally okay. But now he was supposed to make a comeback because he hadn't really fought in a long time. And now he was coming back. And what, uh, you know, what other time better than now that he was fighting in Mexico City in his hometown? So that was great. And I'm sure everybody was looking forward to this fight. But what actually happened was that, well, like I said in the beginning of the show, I unfortunately dozed off. But from what I watched and in the highlights after after I woke up, um, things didn't go the way that we all expected it to. Because what happened was in the very first round, there was an eye poke. Um, by Yaya Rodriguez towards Jeremy Stevens, and unfortunately, Jeremy Stevens he couldn't really see properly. So, what happened was Herb Dean, the referee of the octagon, he gave Jeremy Stevens about five minutes to recover. And Jeremy Stevens he was a guy who said that he couldn't really continue to fight because of how bad the eye poke was. And so, boo! Like uh, the fight ended unfortunately very very early, and we couldn't really see. Um, what what each guy was actually capable of, and it really sucked because, like I said, Jeremy Stevens had trained so hard, and I'm sure so did yeah yeah Rodriguez. Like um, it's, it was supposed to be his comeback fight, but things didn't go uh, either guy's way, and it really did suck. And it brings me to the point that. What I mean, I'm sure if you do listen to other MMA podcasts, this has already been discussed, but I just want to give you my take on the whole issue of eye pokes because we've been discussing for the longest time that we are going to come up with proper gloves, proper MMA gloves that are going to have the fingers still come out so that you can still grapple with your opponent, but we're going to position or at least design these new MMA gloves in a way that 
your hands even if if even if you are in a neutral position with your hands and and are not really um clenching up your your hands your fingers at least are not sticking out completely okay towards your opponent's um face like you when you when you're not clenching your fists your fingers still are not sticking out like overtly at least and i really don't know why we wouldn't market these type of gloves to big organizations like the UFC or Bellator. At least Bellator, I feel like they have a slightly different glove. So they don't really have the same issue as the UFC does. But the UFC, honestly, it's been getting so bad. And this is not the first time that an eye poke has happened. And fights have had to end early because of eye pokes only. And I and it really does suck from personal experience. I can tell you it's it's not good and it really does hurt. Eye pokes really do hurt and it's it's your eye like um it's a very important organ obviously so you're supposed to protect it and uh when it comes to fights we need to focus on techniques not fouls and eye pokes and um you know stuff like that so we definitely need to do something about that and even for toes because sometimes guys will be kicking and um say they're trying to aim for the head but their toes are sticking out and then you get an eye poke that way i think um uh, one of the fights that was between uh, I think it was Megan Anderson and uh, I forget her opponent, but I do remember that that fight ended early because of the fact that Megan, Megan Anderson was trying to throw a kick and her toes were sticking out. So her opponent got an eye poke and uh, the fight was ended early. And it's it's really bad. So even I know it's like really mm, might not sound very important, but it really is when you think about it because of the amount of times that it's happened and in, in the whole um, MMA game, right? So if we are able to do something about toes as well, I know it's kind of stupid, but it's really important. So if we're if we're uh, allowed to somewhat like wrap our toes in a way so that our, our toes aren't sticking out as much then that would be great so if we are able to do things about all the things that i just mentioned then our sport will be golden and uh, we wouldn't have a lot of problems and we can actually just focus on the fights and the sport itself so that's my take on the whole issue and i hope people do get to uh, pay attention to all the all the issues that was raised in this episode, okay. And like I said, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's brought up this issue because I, I know a lot of people are talking about it right now, especially because it's so hot because it just happened in the case of Yaya Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens. All right, enough about that. Um, I'm yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm gonna uh, talk about this um, upcoming fight on Saturday in too much detail. The fight between Jack Hermanson and Jared Kinnear. All I'm going to say, though, is that it's going to be one hell of a fight. And because the fight is happening in Copenhagen, Denmark, and because of the fact that Jack Hermanson is um, Danish, like he's from Denmark. So you already know that the crowd is going to be rooting for him full time. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be great. It's going to be great fights. Jack Hermanson is really, really explosive. And the thing is, uh, Jared Cannonier doesn't have 
anything less than um, uh, Jack Hermanson in terms of fighting and talent and um, all the skills that all the skills that you need to have as a mixed martial artist. So this fight is going to be great. Uh, again, I'm really sorry that we didn't have enough time to break it down thoroughly. But all I'm going to say is uh, make sure you catch up with this fight. Okay, between Jack Hermanson and Jared Cannonier. Okay, it's happening in Denmark, and it makes me wonder what time will be happening in Eastern Time Zone. So it will be happening at 2 p.m. on Saturday. That's the start of the main card. So you guys make sure you don't miss it, especially if you do live in Canada or like uh, are listening to our show from somewhere in the in, in the Eastern Time Zone. Make sure you catch it at 2 p.m. on Saturday, September 28th. All right, so that's all I want to cover for today's show. Today was great y'all so unfortunately that is all the time we're gonna have for this week you already know make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with our previous episodes you can also go to soundcloud and itunes to catch up with their previous episodes as well and until next time it's your girl janan right here and this is tko peace out (laughs) 